Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Yesterday, of course, we had the very sad news that uh, Norm MacDonald had died, as uh, as uh, David Letterman said, MacDonald. Yeah. Um, and the big story around the, the passing of Norm MacDonald, outside of, of the story of him dying, was um, the fact that for almost a decade, he had cancer and was battling through cancer and kept it completely private. Those even very close to him, it is said, and I don't know if this is true or not, but that even his closest friends and family did not know. He had a son, right? Yes, he had a son. And I, I can't imagine that you would keep that from, from even your own family. I but, don't know how you do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, most people who are, and if you're you're fighting cancer and you're using, you know, either chemotherapy or radiation, it, it, it has an effect on your body. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know that there were times that, because I was a big fan, I watched almost everything he did. And he did have an online uh, talk show for a while. And then it moved to Netflix, and I think he did one season on Netflix. And his weight seemed to bounce around a lot. Mm. Uh, and people had claimed that he he was a big drinker and this and that and the other thing. It might have very well just been from the medication he was on that his weight fluctuated the way it did. Anyhow, um, so, so it was a big kept secret, uh, supposedly. But I guess a couple of years ago, he did an interview where he kind of made a hint at it. They think it's so special when... Everyone gets cancer and dies. It's almost like uh, the height of narcissism to think that you're, uh, you know, you're going to be so brave as to talk about it. Whereas all you're doing is just garnering sympathy for yourself. How is that brave? It seems cowardly to me. It seems much braver to me. Like I remember Richard Farnsworth was an old character actor. And he did a, a David Lynch movie called The Straight Story. Riddled with cancer. No one knew it. His family didn't know it. He kept it from everyone. He did what they call a stuntman's death, which is you put a shotgun in your mouth and you, with your toe you pull the trigger. That to me is courageous. Like, you know, you're not being a burden to your family. You know, they know nothing about it. And then uh, you're gone. Then if I had a specific ailment, and possibly I do, you don't know. But I would not talk about it. Hmm. And he never did. And listen, everybody has to approach uh, something personal like that in their life in any way they see fit. And nobody should be judged ever for however you want to deal with what you want to deal with because it's your decision to do so. All I can speak for is is myself and certainly what we do uh, every day besides trying to give you a little giggle is we try to connect. Uh, and, and, and I've always believed doing this job that sharing... Almost every aspect of my life, outside of what exactly is in my bank account, it's twelve dollars. <laughs> if you want to know, it's twelve dollars. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Is I, it red or black, <laughs> though? It's, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know that I. There's very little that I would not share on the air. I, I know that, um, and I don't think it comes from narcissism. I think it comes from a a place of of trying to connect. I. I know that when my mother passed, I spoke about it. I know that years ago, well, decades now, when my sister passed, I not only spoke of my experience through it, but what my parents were going through. Because I just thought, if somebody else is out there going through this, we can know that, you know, there's yeah. somebody else dealing with the same 
issues. I, I don't know how you feel uh, about sharing. Uh, I know that you're maybe a little more closed than I am when yeah. it comes to sharing on the air. Well, listen, it, it's called a personal struggle because it is just that. It's personal, and you're right. He has the choice to that, and everyone everyone does. They they can approach it however uh, they would like to. I, In some senses, I'm less likely to share things that aren't my news to share, mm. right? Like, mm. you know, if, if, if you know, we all go through things in our lives. We have family members or friends that are going through something. And if they're mm. going through something, it's not my, you know, it's not my job or, or right to talk about it if it's happening to them. If mm. it's happening to me personally, then yes. Um, you know, in something like cancer, where you're right, it touches so many people. Uh, and so many people have to deal with that. I disagree with what, you know, Norm McDonald's look on what courage is through mm. that. And, um, you know, I've watched friends uh, battle it and lose their battle and and watch what it's done to their families and, and how tough it is for those who are still uh, there after it. Mm. Because it's not a quick battle. His was nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, you know, I feel for uh, friends and family who are close to him who might think, Man, I wish I knew. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. not because you'd treat him differently, but boy, you'd you'd really cherish the time more, right? Yeah, I guess you know the thing is when you have cancer, or if you've been, you've you, maybe you don't it, want people treating you like that, well, right? Especially if you find out it's terminal, right? Right. Now, when people are coming around, you just feel like, I would think, anyhow, I haven't, God forbid, I shouldn't even say God forbid because I don't believe in a God, so why do I pull that out of the uh, the pocket when I think I can? But uh, I, I wouldn't want people uh, coming around, and I would just feel like they're looking at me with that sympathy in their eye, right. and, and, I, and I don't think and, I'd want that either. I think that's what he's getting at, and what, what he didn't he wouldn't have wanted through that is garnering the sympathy of people. Yeah. Um, but, but what it can do, we have a friend of ours that's going through uh, treatment right now um, and, uh, and recently finished his last chemo mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and, and was, you know, so told, Hey, you know, you just did it. Ring the bell, mm. right? Cause that's what they do with the mm-hmm. cancer center. When you're, when you're fit, you ring the bell. He's like, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, you know, that's I. You know, I'm I'm happy. I, I I don't want to. And they said, well, the thing is, we like when people do it because everyone else in here mm. is hoping to ring that bell, right? Right. And, and and it gives them encouragement when they see you do it to keep going through it, right? Right. Because it is very difficult to go through. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, and there are many who don't want to have to continue it or are tired of having to do it, are ready to give up. But if they see you doing it then perhaps that will encourage them for one more day. Yeah. No, that's a terrific point. And I guess maybe, maybe you know, your your friend just thought it was kind of self-serving. Yeah, well, really it's, it's kind not. of the same way. It was yeah. more about them. No, it's, it's, it's not just about you. It's about yeah. others fighting as well. It's not, if that's not your cross to bear. Yeah. But this is what it can do as well. If you have that platform to help others through, you don't have to, but you certainly could. Yeah, uh, it's it's very interesting, his approach. Now, look, he's a comedian who, you know, would have to get up on stage in front of people. And maybe that also caused him to hold back on sharing because we can do this show or a, an actor can do a movie uh, or, or a TV show and then they can go on and be private. And even when you make a movie, you're in a closed set with just certain people. 
when you're a performer in front of a live audience to admit you're dying of cancer and then have to get up and make people laugh yeah. might be kind of difficult. <laughs> right. and, and he would not only be looking at one set of eyes showing sympathy, right. but thousands of well, them. Well, uh, and, and the backlash to that, not that it would be backlash, but it could be, well, here's Norm on a farewell tour. Right. 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 You know, trying to get some ticket sales before you know, using it yeah. to his event. You never know what people are going to say. People are awful. Especially yeah. when they can be a keyboard warrior and comment how they want to. No, for sure. All I know is, is for me personally, and I can only speak for me, that if I had some serious health issues, I would try in the very, in the most lighthearted way to share my updates and all of that. <laughs> the reality is, look, I stub my toe. I go on about it for, <laughs> right. for days on end. Yeah. So, if, God, uh, I was going to say God forbid again. <laughs> Oh, we're getting struck down. But if I am... I'm riding in the cart with Rob Avery today in this tournament. You're you're getting struck. You know for sure uh, that if anything uh, very serious happened to me, that's all I would ever speak about on on this radio show. I don't know if you heard this story, but uh, in New York City, uh, every year they hold the Met Gala, and it's where all these celebrities come out in these outrageous outfits. Uh And it's all to raise money to keep the Met uh, Museum open to the residents of New York City so they don't have to pay to go in right. to see the okay. art. Right? This is all what they do once a year. Because um, so, they, they draw everyone, all the tennis stars from the U.S. Open stick around and, and oh, they're going into deal. there. And then, it's oh, a big of course, deal. all the big celebrities come out in the dresses. Yes, It's, it's insane, right? Um, anyhow, Nicki Minaj, who's been there uh, every year for the last few years, uh, ever since she uh, got into the spotlight, uh, did not uh, attend this year because she had come down with covid um, and has not had any of the vaccines. Right. And uh, so she did not attend, couldn't attend, even if she hadn't come down with COVID because she hasn't been vaccinated. But her, her reason, she's been, uh, she's been hesitant with the vaccine. But then she claimed that her uh, cousin's friend, and th- these are the type of stories that sail around, and it's part of the reason why we're still in the middle of this mess and are not getting out of it anytime soon. She claimed that her cousin's friend got swollen testicles from the COVID vaccine. Now, this supposedly happened to her cousin's friend who lives in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, where she's from. They couldn't, so what they did was health officials in Trinidad and Tobago actually investigated Nikki's claim that her cousin's friend's friend got swollen testicles from the COVID vaccine and that supposedly this cousin's friend was about to get married and the fiancé called it off because of the swollen testes. <laughs> the, the plot thickens? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> the only thing thickening. What happened? That's right. What happened to sickness? Sickness and health. Anyhow, uh, health officials in uh, Trinidad and Tobago investigated... And there's zero evidence yeah. that this this happened. Goes to show, though, when you're in that spotlight, you know, because she tweeted this out and getting hammered, and had you. like twenty. She has twenty two point six million followers yeah. on Twitter. So tweeting out this news that it causes the vaccine causes impotence uh, raised some red flags for people, including the White House, which has reached out to her now. Yeah. Uh, to say, we'll put you in touch with one of our doctors at the White House here mm-hmm. to talk to you about them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the vaccines and that, no, it's not causing impotence. But, yeah, my cousin's friend 
I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> this is always the case. He, he went blind. I know a guy who knows a guy. He went blind from taking the vaccine. No, no, he didn't. You don't know a guy who knows a guy. And this is, this is one of the reasons, and I guess a, a lot of people within the black community, too, have also, because of her 22 million followers, right. said, you, you have too much influence to be spreading this kind of nonsense. Because it's still a huge issue within the black community about not trusting. And rightfully so. They have a real distrust of, of doctors because of, you know, the history uh, with the medical profession and the black community. But for her now to pile on, mm. and of course she isn't even saying... She isn't even coming back with, okay, you know, I'll talk to somebody. She's basically like tweeting like, eat poop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a response to anybody who's calling her out on it. Well, at least she knows what's in it. If asked, who do you think the most successful TV personality of all time would be? Of all time? Yeah, like just for for numbers, for amount of episodes. You would think so, but no. Judge Judy. Oh, 25 years ago, her show premiered September 16th, 1996. She's raked in cash. I know that. 25 years, 6,200 episodes and uh, over $440 million uh, she's made uh, pretty good on that show. It, it ended actually in July of this year with very little fanfare. I didn't even know it was done. And, and it is said that she is just the most low key, successful TV star of all time. And I don't know that I realized this. But she showed up on the scene after she was uh, the subject of a Los Angeles Times profile. And 60 Minutes did a feature on her for her no-nonsense work in the courtroom back in the uh, early 90s and late 80s. And when the People's Court with Judge Wapner was going to say, she, she must owe Judge Wapner something. Well, she replaced him. Yeah. I didn't realize that. But yeah, when the numbers were dropping on him, they, they got rid of him and brought her in. And the rest is history. She is by far the highest grossing uh, money maker uh, from just television alone. Wow. Yeah. Cops is coming back. Remember Cops? Bad boys. Yeah. What you going to do? Fox is bringing that back. They've tried so many other incarnations of that, like show with like following all sorts of police divisions yep. here and there. And then there's this like live TV or something like that that was going on. They were trying to show like. Yeah, as if they were live chases, right. like, like pulling out the white Bronco type stuff. Uh, you know, cops was it was a big deal. For it was a moment. it was huge for a while there, just yeah. to sit and watch. And it's one of those things that we watch just because, like, well, we're not as bad as these guys. Yeah, we still haven't gotten into this kind of trouble. <laughs> I was never taken down in my tidy whiteies. <laughs> Jeff Daniels tells a great story. He was at a golf course. Uh, in some sort of tournament, and Clint Eastwood was also in the tournament. And uh, while they're in the uh, the tent having lunch, Clint comes walking across to him with that Clint kind of walk, and Jeff Daniels is like, what have I done? And uh, Clint walks up to him, and he says, hey, he says, I saw Dumb and Dumber. That toilet scene, that happened to me. <laughs> He laughed and walked away. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be the best. Yeah. Hey, I saw Dumb and Dumb. <laughs> that toilet scene. That might be your best impression. That's not bad. I, I've watched a lot of Clint Eastwood movies. Did I fire six shots? Or only five. Johnny Lydon, also known as Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols, right. is not happy 
Uh, there is a, uh, a book uh, and now a docu-series in the works called Pistol. And it's based on a book written by the guitarist from the Sex Pistols, Steve Jones. He is so mad, he actually sued Jones and the drummer, Paul Cook, and Glenn Matlock, the bassist, to stop the book and now the docuseries. But he lost, and now he claims he's broke. Oh. He says, I've got no savings, no more loans, no pension. I got nothing. I'm effed. Guess who's touring? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did I tell you, I saw the Sex Pistols. Oh, at, really? At the, uh, at the uh, well, when it was the, it's the Bud stage now. Right. You know, whatever it was before. Um, literally the whole show, because they only had two albums. Yeah. And all song, all of their songs are like two minutes. Right. I think the show and encore was 40 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Took me longer to get to the Bud stage than the show was. Hey, speaking of artists upset, I've, I've just saw a headline that Alanis Morissette mm-hmm. is uh, really upset as well about this documentary, Jagged. Yeah, it's coming out on HBO next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over the Jagged Little Pillow. Yeah, I guess um, she is now claiming uh, that she was sexually assaulted uh, more than once in her early days of her career Mm. when she was quite young. And that in the documentary, they um, they they make a bigger deal of it or they 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 uh, they glorify it or whatever her wording was. She's just not happy about how that was all depicted, depicted. Yeah. Okay. so she has completely removed herself from from any association with it now. And she was very much involved. This looks cool. I think, maybe. Uh, uh, for years, there was talks of a Twins sequel. You remember the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito movie? Yes. But they're going to do triplets where the third brother was going to be Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, it was talking like Will Smith and Kevin Hart, right? Uh, well, I think they're doing Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, that's right. what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. So Please. Ivan Reitman, uh, the director, says that Eddie was booked, but after the success of Coming to America, now he's out for whatever reason. Oh. So in place of Eddie Murphy in the Twins sequel called Triplets will be Tracy Morgan. Time Magazine every year comes out with their most influential people. Okay. And uh, for 2020, they break it down into uh, different um, uh, titles. So they got icons, uh, pioneers, uh, titans, artists, and um, leaders. And in the leaders category, Joe Biden tops the list. Time Magazine top 100 people, followed by the orange man, Donald Trump. Yeah. That'll make his head spin, though. (laughs) Lost out again to Biden. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was rigged. It was rigged. It was rigged. It's always rigged. Yeah. <laughs> Every election is rigged. See that in California now, that's the thing, eh, with the Republicans? Right. I don't know. If, if, uh, well, they, they were setting that up before they even had the vote the, the yeah. other night. That, that, oh, yeah, this was, it was going to be all rigged. And that's yep. why, that's, that's now the common defense. If I'm going to lose, there's an excuse as to why. That's right. right. Yep. Uh, the top artist, Kate Winslet. Hmm. Really? Well, what did she do this past year that was so impressive? Am I, Blanking on something, she must have. Well, she sunk a ship, but not this last no, year. No, not this. Oh no. no. Hmm. Um, under Titans, it's uh, Simone Biles, the uh, USA uh, okay. gymnast. Yes, and, huh. and and very influential as well. She and other gymnasts are kind of speaking out, but their experience. Yes, and- they're in. Uh, I think they're in, uh, in Washington right now. Yeah, those uh, discussions are happening. Uh, Billie Eilish is the uh, top pioneer. Okay. Twenty twenty one. 
pioneer. Yeah, huh? I guess for just uh, what she's done in music. She's not churning butter. No. Not that kind of pioneer. No. And for icons, top of the list, uh, Harry and Meghan. Oh, that'll make your blood boil. <laughs> what makes my blood boil more is the photo of the two of them on the cover of Time, where she's in some kind of Marvel superhero pose. Right. And he's ducking behind her like he just saw a ghost. <laughs> like, it, it's, a, it's a really bad photo. Like, why they chose that? Like, she's... She's like, you could be side by side. You could be holding hands. I'm not saying because he's a man, he should be in front of her. Nobody should be in front of anybody. But she's standing there in this white outfit and she's got the whole stance and he's literally cowering behind her. (sighs) They annoy the hell out of me, those two. (laughs) And now they're even being called out because they're saying the photo on the cover has been photoshopped. Oh. Because Harry looks like he's got a little more hair. Now, he's not like his brother William. He hasn't lost it as bad as William has. Yes. But it looks like it's a little puffier. And I guess her eyes look bigger. So they think it's all been photoshopped to make the two of them look better. Icons. What have they done? What, 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 well, he what? was born. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's done. He, okay. He started the Invictus Games and yes. forever he should be applauded for that. Never, you know, that alone should give him more credibility than her. Just and, that alone. And for his work with the military in yes. the UK as well. He was forced to leave only when it became a threat to his fellow yeah. members as well. He didn't want to, to leave the battlefield. Now, I guess you could say, okay, she stood up for herself, and as a woman and a woman of color, she, you know, you could say she battled against something that she believed was wrong and stood her ground, and for that she should be applauded. There's those who say that that's all overblown and that she that's not the case at all, so I don't know. It depends on what side you fall on that discussion, so I guess that's why she's considered an icon. But in the grand scheme of things, what has she done except acted? It's not like what she's done has necessarily helped anybody else out, I don't think. He has helped out many. Right. I think together they're taking on more charitable causes now. Is that what they're doing? Right. And having a lot of a lot of dinners. Yeah. I don't <laughs> give you icon status, but No. And you know who else shows up on the list under uh, Titans? Okay. I didn't mention them. Tom Brady, the other thorn in my side. In Arizona, it's illegal to feed garbage to pigs without a permit. There, there is an exception, though. Sorry, it's illegal to it's, feed garbage to pigs yeah, without, without a, a permit. permit. Okay. But if you're only feeding your own household garbage to your own pigs, then you're allowed. Okay. Just remember that if you ever moved to Arizona. I uh, my brother-in-law at one point lived out east and had some uh, some livestock and pigs. I think or one of them, and he made a deal with uh, the uh, like I think it was like a Pizza Hut that, that their leftovers from their like Monday night buffet or something. He'd pick that up. Oh, really? And feed it to the pigs. I don't know if there was bacon on the pizza because that would be a little offside to feed <laughs> the pigs. But I guess so. Yeah. Still my favorite little silly fact from uh, Pizza Hut is that they use more kale than any other restaurant, and it was only for trim around was, their salad it was bar. in the 90s, Nobody yeah. touched it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we went through that little phase of kale chips? Remember when everybody yes, was crazy yeah. for the kale chips? Yeah, now we've realized, whatever. Yeah, I made them once. <laughs> Give me the you ruffles. Just, you just had to. <laughs> they were gross. Oh, they're so good. No, they're not. The creator of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, named Carlton, 
after a nerdy college friend who had the name Carlton Cuse. Huh. He went on to be one of the guys behind Lost. Oh. Yeah. So there was a real Car- Carlton out Did there. Did he dance like that, though? He, no, probably not. All right. The first vending machine ever was in Egypt in the first century, and it dispensed holy water. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I forget it. I was going to make a holy water joke, but <laughs> leave it alone. Why bother? Why bother? It's supposed to be a sunny day. Don't bring yeah. lightning down Why on us. Why bother? <laughs> Due to the fact that uh, they spend the majority of their lives on sea ice, polar bears are classified as marine mammals like dolphins, seals, and whales. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'd think Disneyland would be friendly to mice, you know, what with Mickey and all. Right. But nope. They've got 200 cats that roam around Disneyland at night, taking out the rodent population. <laughs> wonder what they think of Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is this? Yeah, I can't. I'm not. The little ones. You know, a seven-foot-tall mouse. Cats are strange. You know, we had, when Marie and I were first married, we had two little kittens that we adopted from a buddy of mine who owned a farm, and they were just born in the barn. And so we took them because they were so cute. We named them Riff and Raff, and we were going to get a dog and name them Ruckus. Okay. We never never got to the dog. But cats, we lived out in the middle of nowhere. And at night in the summer when you had, like, the front door open, just the screen door closed, you'd hear, like, little squeaking noises, and you'd be like, what is going on? And the two cats would find mice and they would torture the mice. They'd toss the mouse between the two of them. Right, yeah. And just torture it and kill it. But they're really like vicious little things when it came to the mice. And then, of course, you'd find two or three dead mice on the path at the front door every morning because the cats wanted to present you with a, hey, look what I did. (laughs) Well, better they were dead on the front path than in my house. True. Um, Chickens prefer more attractive humans to less attractive ones. Okay. Now chickens are snobby? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> how, how, did, how did we find this out? Because they know which one is putting them in the deep fryer more often. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> there are 20 possible answers in a magic eight ball. Ten of the options give you a yes to your question. Five give you a no. And five say the eight ball is uncertain. So when you ask it a question... There's only a 25% chance you'll get a no. Yeah, there's people who have made massive life decisions based on these answers. Yeah, that's right. What else do we have for you? Birds don't pee. They don't even have urethras. uh, Everything that goes through them comes out in their poop. Right. When it lands on your car. I was going to say, it on my car. Yeah. Who do you think the original voice of Shrek was? And had recorded about 90% of the dialogue before he was replaced by Mike Myers. I don't know. See, I was under the impression it was Mike Myers all along, but he did it all in a normal accent Mm -hmm. and then went back and re-recorded it in the Scottish accent. It was Chris Farley. Really? And he was 90% done when he died. Oh, That's why Mike Myers, yeah. Yeah. That's why Mike Myers replaced him. And, uh, is that all of it? Oh, of course. The Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Right. How many s'mores do you think you can make out of the Marshmallow Man? One really big one. 300 million. Wow. And I didn't, I never knew what the word s'mores came from. 
But it's just a shortened version of some more. Yeah, I want some more. Yeah. I guess I guess first person who had it was just, boy, that's really good. <laughs> I want some more. Give me some more of that. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.